Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by American Arbitration Association. International trade or business dispute resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. U.S. stocks are retreating from a two-month high, falling for the first time in five days amid declines in banks and technology shares as investors assess China's growth prospects. Now we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down a tenth of a percent on 22 points at 16,985. The S&P 500 is down three-tenths percent or six points to 1993. And the Nasdaq's down about four-tenths percent or 16 points to 4,700. The 10-year Treasury down 11.30 seconds. The yield 1.91 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.89 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 2.1 percent, up 74 cents to 36.68 a barrel. Comex Gold is down two tenths percent or two dollars ten cents to twelve sixty eight sixty an ounce. The euro a dollar oh nine five two. The yen one thirteen point six one. An iron ore soared the most ever after Chinese policymakers signaled their willingness to buttress economic growth, boosting the outlook for steel consumption in the top user and igniting speculation that some investors who'd bet against the market had been caught out. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Right on the screen now, if you, uh, the VIX rather seventeen point six three up point. Seven seven uh, points. <laughs> the last time we spoke with uh, Mr. Vallier, he was uh, nursing uh, the political uh, zoo that is his New Hampshire. He has now moved on to Michigan and then on to Florida. Greg Vallier uh, joining us right now with Horizon um, Investments. Greg, love your coverage in the on-the-ground feel that you have. How blue-collar is Michigan, and does blue-collar Michigan follow right on to blue-collar Florida? We'll see. I, I think that uh, Trump will have a pretty good night tomorrow night. I think Hillary will have a pretty good night. But you're right. The key issue then becomes Florida, and I would say Ohio as well, uh, a week from tomorrow night. That's the big one. And the negative ads from all sorts of Republicans, yeah. I think, are starting to take a toll on Trump. You think it's working? Um, but mm-hmm. There's a lot of question about whether the negative ads just fire up his base. Well, well, we'll see, but I think a lot of uh, dark clouds are starting to form. Whether it's Trump University or uh, now that now he's changing positions, he's sounding like a politician. Oh my God, he he said I've changed. So I I think there are a lot of uh, seeds of doubt that have been planted. If he loses either Florida or Ohio a week from tomorrow night, I don't think he can get to the convention with enough delegates to win. All right, the convention get process, everybody's pinning their hopes on a uh, broken yep. convention. That's a lot harder to pull off than it sounds. It, it's not like there's a smoke-filled room where people can go in. First of all, there's a uh, a rule, Rule 40, that says you have to have won a certain number, minimum number of primaries to get your name into uh, nomination. So you can't just pick anybody. You can't say uh, Tom Keene would make a great candidate. Let's nominate him. <laughs> You're right, Mike, and I think that that's why I say Paul Ryan can't just become the savior uh, in in Cleveland. That said, the more I look at this map, I think that you will see Trump go to Cleveland with a plurality. I don't think there's any question about that, but I I think he's going to be short of a majority. Over the weekend, and, and frankly before the weekend, I saw a set of smart articles reviewing his lack of organization. Yes. How important is it? Give us the real Greg Vallier world 
that you got to have X number of people who actually know what they're talking about to make the electoral sausage. Well, I tell you, Tom, there's two things. Number one, I think his organization is not the best. By the way, Cruz has a very good organization. Number two, I'm not sure how liquid Trump is. How ironic. Here's a guy who's allegedly worth, you know, three, four, five, eight billion. I'm not sure how much liquid money he's been putting into the campaign right now. So you put it all together, and he's a rookie. I, I, I think there are some structural factors yeah. that also would argue against him. Interesting. Um... Does he have a, a donor base that can help fund him if he declines to fund himself to the extent that is probably going to be necessary to counter the spending on these negative ads? I think so, but of course in doing that he'll deflate his own argument that he's self-funded. So the, the, you, he runs into an argument that he's being a hypocrite if he starts taking money. But I think yes, uh, as we go down the road he will have to take some money. Does Marco Rubio get out now? Not until next Tuesday night in Florida. I think he'll definitely stay in through then. He had a bad weekend, as you guys know. Uh, really a mystery. The Washington Post has a big story this morning about his organization not being first rate. But I, I was wrong. I thought he was the most talented, electable Republican in the field, and it looks like we're never going to get to find out. And now we go to what we do best, folks, is ask, uh, make stupid statements during the weekend, which Greg Valliage straightens us out on Monday morning. Greg, I was asked twice this weekend if they have to file tax forms. Do they, they don't they don't have they have to file financial disclosure documents, but that's not tax forms. Tax forms get deep, deep into the weeds. Uh, I think you can be shamed into it, as Mitt Romney was. You know, I am not sure that Trump will. He seems to get away with a lot, doesn't he? And he may be able to just finesse this for a while. But if he doesn't, it'll be a big theme for Hillary Clinton during the fall. Well, he uh, has declined to release the taxes. A lot of people don't think he's going to. Yeah. Uh, there was a really fascinating article in Fortune magazine. Uh, one of their writers, I'm looking for it now, uh, see if I can find it, but took apart his financial disclosure form and mm -hmm. suggested that there are a lot of details in there that tell you he is nowhere near as wealthy as he says he is, and of course that's something Bloomberg News has reported as well. Um, how much does that matter to people? Is uh, He keeps making a big deal out of it in the debates. Well, I think the three of us would gladly share, you know, what what he's got. But it does it does matter if he's grossly inflating what he's really worth. If it's if it's just on paper, if it's assets that are tied up in all sorts of complex deals, it does deflate the argument that he's a billionaire and a successful businessman. I watched the speech by Romney. I thought one of the most effective arguments was that this guy Trump has not been that good a businessman. Many of his, most of his ventures have failed. What's the follow-on on this for Governor Romney? I mean, I saw some, you know, back and forth, and it depends on people's politics and that, but if we're trying to do an apolitical show, how does the establishment arrange the deck chairs after they've had a few days to uh, digest the, 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 the cinema that we saw this week? I don't think that Romney has any chance of being the nominee. As Mike points out, there's a rule that yeah. seemingly would preclude that. Yeah. You know, he, he may have a, an influence. Now, I, I think it's one of the four. And, and of the four out there, the one who sort of intrigues me the most is Kasich. 
I think if he hangs in there and goes to the convention with a few hundred delegates, he's someone maybe everyone could sort of you know agree on. So I, I, I think I understand his rationale. I think he, like the other three, may stay how, right until July. How does he do that if he hardly has traction? I don't understand why the rules this time are different, Greg Villiers, than the other 14 conventions and campaigns. Yeah, there's rules and then there's momentum. And I think if we go into April and all of a sudden someone gets hot, let's say it's Kasich, maybe Rubio, I think it's Kasich, and, they, and Kasich wins Pennsylvania, he wins New York, he decisively wins California on June 7th, he wins New Jersey on June 7th. With that kind of momentum, I, I think that would, that would mean a lot to delegates who are looking for somebody who can win in the fall. What happens if Trump does maintain his lead, uh, does uh, be positioned to become the nominee. Uh, we've we've seen some people, including the other candidates, say they would back the nominee. We've some people uh, like Mitt Romney saying no way. Well, you know, first of all, I would say that still is the most likely scenario that Trump limps into Cleveland, not not with a huge majority, but just enough, and does. That's still the most likely scenario. And if that happens, I think the focus will immediately shift to the Electoral College map. Uh, could he put together a coalition of white, blue-collar men in Michigan, Ohio, Upper Midwest, Pennsylvania? Could he put together the votes to do it? it it's an uphill fight, but if Hillary still has legal problems with her emails, it's, it, Trump, you, you can't rule out Trump winning this thing. It's less than 50 percent, but it's not zero. Uh, very quickly on Secretary Clinton, I mean, I, I think she's not getting the chat that the others are getting because it's a whole different calculus. Mm -hmm. it, where is she after Michigan, after Florida and on? At least a two-to-one lead, maybe more. That's yeah. not even counting the superdelegates. I mean, she would have to get indicted big time to stumble. I think she quite clearly is the favorite to be yeah. the nominee and the shaky favorite to win the presidency. Greg, a wonderful update. Greg Vallier, I value it immensely. He is with Horizon and over the years has given us perspective. I swear, Mike, Greg is different because he grew up in New Hampshire where this was so deadly serious when we were kids. It was just, it, for those of you younger, it was so different, the importance of Vallier's New Hampshire way back. Yes. Where they, you know, in the cigar filled rooms. And it was amazing how Al Hunt the other day said, there may there may be non cigar filled rooms yeah. out the pipe in the smoke. Uh, a shout out to Albert R Hunt uh, with a wonderful Bloomberg View column today on Mrs Reagan. Whatever your politics and the time and the moment passing on, and a further shout out to Michael McKee for terrific value and in, in giving us a glimpse, Michael, into your 1986. That was a long time ago. Um, Did Reagan ever throw a shoe at you because you said the wrong thing? No, he glared at me. But he never threw it. Michael McKee, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Tomorrow we will do economics, finance, investment, international relations. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, this is Bloomberg Surveillance.